And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Daily Ding. Hope you guys are doing great. This is a summer league edition of the Daily Ding. And who better to have than James Edwards? James, what's up? Nothing much, man. I feel like um, I'm sharing the, the summer league spotlight with Cade. Like, people are... I'm not used to people coming, like asking me to do stuff. It's it's been I've just been in my own corner for the last four years covering this team, and now it's like we've made it. Me, Cade, and the Pistons, we've made it. <laughs> I love it. You need personally, I believe you need more of the spotlight, anyways. So this well, is I, this I, is good for everybody. I appreciate you, and you are one of few who um, reach out regularly. So I, you know, I appreciate you, and I love everything you do. Well. I'm really glad you're here. So we have got to talk about Cade Cunningham, number one pick in the draft. Yeah, looked I looked good mm-hmm. in his first two summer league games. The Pistons haven't won the game, but like it doesn't matter. No. Like if you're somebody who's <laughs> counting like summer league wins, like sorry, just straight up doesn't matter. Uh, but what does matter is just what we see now what we see to a degree I guess because summer league is just like some of the more confusing basketball out there like we have to keep in mind a few different things that one these guys have been together for a very short amount of time literally very simple playbooks yeah a week simple playbook nothing this is almost not anything to take away from like don't take anything away from most of this but yeah Cade looks super confident he played really well against the Rockets. I thought he was he took a, a bunch of threes, which I thought was great. Four of nine from three. He had twenty points, four boards, two assists, three steals and a block. What what were your thoughts on specifically that performance against the Rockets and Jalen Green? I wrote about it after the game. It's and it's what you were alluding to earlier. Like he this the kid gets it. Like ESPN was building it up as a prize fight. The summer league game on a, on a Tuesday. There's commercials. There's everything. And I get it. Like, they want people to watch. Jalen Green was kind of trolling before the game. He was on Instagram Live listening to, like, Detroit rap music on the bus to the arena. <laughs> Anytime there's been a mic in front of him, he said he thought he should have went number one. And Cade yeah. just kind of didn't say any. He hasn't said a thing. He didn't overdo it against the Rockets. He would played his game. And I think that's the biggest takeaway. He's a, he, he appears to be – a great leader um he appears to be level-headed he appears to have like his eyes on the the bigger picture the prize um on the court i think he's come as advertised man i think he's has a great iq for the game um i think he's going to be a very good shooter i think he's a very good passer i think naturally as time plays out he's probably going to be the point guard um but i I do think like there there if there were any blemish on Cade coming into the draft I think most would agree it was the the lack of athleticism and Mm -hmm. I think it has shown um through two summer league games and again it could be he hasn't played five on five in a while he's not maybe as quick 
as he will be, even though he was never really labeled as quick. He was a smooth player with good handle that could shoot over guys. But I think you've seen in summer league he's had some trouble creating like separation going downhill. Um, guys have good defenders yeah. have kind of been glued to him. He's had a few moves where it's worked and he's gotten a shot off, but there are some instances where that's not the case. Trying to challenge guys at the rim, he's not able to get over them. Um, he doesn't have the big body frame of a Luka. He's a vegan, uh, and I'm curious if he'll ever get that. And uh, and if you're not going to be quick, you want to have that frame kind of like Luka or Harden. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think he's come as advertised, man. He's going to be a good player for a really long time. Um, I think the athleticism will determine the ceiling and how he – either grows his body or if he finds ways to just be an absolutely knockdown shooter from everywhere on the floor that'll take him to like we're talking about top five player in the NBA range yeah I thought another thing that hindered him was just getting to the rim and and finding finding just a path to a shot Mm -hmm. because he got stood up at the rim a few times in the games that I watched uh, specifically one against KJ Martin um, where like KJ is like all athleticism. Yeah. <laughs> That's like only only thing he is. And then yeah. you could see the lack of it from Cade in that specific moment. But these are like these are our first glimpses of these guys. This doesn't determine like oh man, Cade will never get to the rim. Like we just have to like really slow down the takes. Like take in what's happening, sure, but like give it time. Like, yeah. You got to give these rookies time. And you can you can kind of like jot it down as a note. You know, mm-hmm. but like, don't mark it down as a take. I you agree. Know? Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm noting that yes, he struggled to finish over athletic players. Oh. Okay, of note, can he change that? Can he figure out like what's his counter whenever he's driving on somebody that's really athletic? Like, and I would, he's, I think he's smart enough to figure it I out. I was gonna say that I would bank on him figuring it out in some capacity to where it still allows him to be on a trajectory where he's a really good NBA player for a long time. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Okay, right after this break, we're going to talk about more Pistons basketball. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. All right, we're back. Uh, we got to talk about Killian Hayes. It's, yeah. it's been an interesting journey so far over these two games with the Pistons with Killian Hayes. It feels like... He doesn't quite know where he wants to be, and so he just dribbles a lot. There's just a lot of dribbling yeah. with Killian Hayes. I don't know what you've seen. Um, the sample size was so small last year that this is, and this is his first summer league. So like, it's almost as if this is our first real glimpse at Killian Hayes to right. a degree because he just didn't play much last year. But what what have your thoughts been on Hayes, and then specifically his fit with Cade? Yeah, I think there's a few things. Um, let's start with the with the positive. Uh, defensively, I think he's been really, really, really good in summer yes. league on ball defense, um, fighting around screens. Like he's taken pride in that, and I think him and Cade together defensively could really be interesting um, as a backcourt yep. going forward. Um, I think he's a very good passer, and um, I think he sees things well. I think the biggest thing for Killian, there's two, and it's going to determine he needs to show improvement in one of these two areas this year otherwise it could get interesting and i don't think they're gonna i don't think they're gonna punt on him right away um i think they they very much like him and see potential but a point a a, a guard who can whose bread and butter right now is his passing is in his defense it's good to have but there's a ceiling with that and they have so many young guys, they're going to have to pay them all at the same time at some point. They're going to have to make decisions on some guys earlier than maybe they – earlier than most teams because they have mm-hmm. so many young guys in the same age range. Killian can get to the hole, but when he gets to the hole, he's either shooting the floater or he's fading away on a layup. And he's yeah. very much avoiding contact and making shots harder for himself. And for somebody like him, and Andrew, you've seen him in person now. Like he's a good size kid. Like he's got some. He's got yeah. a frame. Like he's got some muscles. And you would like. Yep, I remember is. there was one. I think it was the OC, OKC game. He drove middle. He ended up getting fouled, but he faded away left doing a layup when all he had to do was kind of put his shoulder into the guy, and he would have been able to get fouled yep. and be right at the rim. And it's like, I think he's still trying to get used to. The NBA athleticism, the NBA speed. I think he's still trying to get comfortable and taking physicality, but that's definitely a noticeable thing. If you watch him attack the hole, a lot of his layups, if it's anywhere close to contested, he's fading away from the rim. Um, and then the shooting, yeah. obviously. Um, it's it's something that they've talked about and something that they worked on. And shooting can – I mean, we there's there was Asen Kid and then there was Jason Kid. Shooting can take time. Right. So um, – yeah. but I – I think he just he needs to show marginal improvements as a shooter, but more importantly right now, he needs to find ways to get to the hole and be a little more physical. Like it's not like he's I don't want to say he's shying away from contact even though he is cuz like defensively he's really trying to be physical. It's just offense yeah. there seems like there's a little bit of a block and it could be the injury just just getting used to it still. It's just different, but th- that's definitely noticeable is him fading away on his layups to to avoid contact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, between Cade and Killian Hayes in the first two games, there's only four total free throws. Yep. Cade hasn't uh, attempted one. 
he hasn't attempted one. It was all Killian really, in the first game. The really interesting. Very. Yeah, I don't. Again, I don't don't do anything with that. Like if you're trying to do something with that, like you can stop. Yeah. But like it's it is an interesting note. Worth to keep an to eye take. on. Yep. Yeah, because that's I mean that's what separates like good players from superstars mm-hmm. is the free throw line. Yep. Like all superstars get to the free throw line and make their free throws. All of them. Yep. Like try to find me one that doesn't. They all do it. That's how you. Be, that's one of like the criteria for becoming a superstar is that you just get ten free points from the free throw line every game, and that's how you score twenty five. That's how you score thirty. Yep. In an NBA game, so uh, very interesting. Very interesting note. Uh, Sadiq Bay, send him home. He doesn't need to be there. <laughs> yeah. Like that guy's. He's just a pro. Like he's just. He's out there. He's playing good defense. He's making shots. Uh, played really, really well against Houston. I thought. Uh, just an all around game where it's like. Cool. Like, great. Yep. We know this. Yep. Good. Go home, Sadiq. Stop playing 30 minutes a game. You're <laughs> no. kind of worrying me that you're out here. I want to save you, like, package you up for the regular season. <laughs> no, at 19, 20, he's a pro's pro. Um, I've, I've written this a bunch. Sadiq could play. If Sadiq didn't develop anything else, if we just went off what he did his rookie year, a 3 and D guy, he could play on any team in the league. Um, mm-hmm. His ceiling is – evolving as a creator and you've seen him throughout summer league trying to put the ball on the floor more bringing the ball up um it's worked out well from him he's at times he's hit some tough shots i would also say he's maybe over dribbled dribbled a little bit um the passing is still like you want to see him create more for others i think he Mm -hmm. didn't have an assist in the first game only two against the rockets and for a guy that's played that many minutes uh, oh, he had four against the Rockets? Okay, so he made he made improvements against the Rockets, uh, but he didn't have any against OKC. And, um, yeah, I think that's the next thing for him. He's obviously trying to evolve as a as a self-creator, but I think more important than being able to, like, create your own shots from different ways is, like, he's going to get run off the three-point line until he can't walk anymore. Making yep. plays for others is going to be key for him, and he's a very smart guy, and I think he'll eventually get it. But you see him trying to work through that. Um, throughout summer league, just him dribbling maybe a little too much uh, um, at times, but it's clear he has like an agenda for himself, not like a personal one where he's like trying to square everything, but he's trying to work on his game, and that's what he's there for. Mm-hmm. Okay, last question. You can only say one word after this. Sekou Dumboya or Luca Garza? Who are you picking? <laughs> Sekou. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Daily Ding. We'll be back with another Summer League edition with you soon. Hope you guys are enjoying your summer and the Summer League basketball, and we will talk to you guys again next time. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.